Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast on our one-year anniversary. Billy, can you believe we have made it a total one year? One trip around the sun. No, absolutely not. I cannot, like... That blows my mind. We've been doing this for a year. Most most of the time, five days a week for a year. Pretty that's, crazy. That's nuts, isn't it? That's, that's that's insane. I don't know how many episodes we're up to now. Um, it's a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> an, an entire year, man. And, and like you said, other than maybe two or three weeks out of the year, I mean, we probably did... 40 a good 45 weeks of five episodes a week um you know here and there there was ones where we take monday off or a whole week off in the summer or, or christmas or something but yeah for the most part the uh we, we we've done it for a year which is which is nuts man and and honestly we couldn't do this for an entire year without our sponsors nobody wakes up thinking man i hope i hire a lawyer today but hey Life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, not only today is our one-year anniversary, it is also National Chocolate Candy Day. All right, let's go. I figured you'd be in on this one. I know you're not a big fan. No, nope. Don't do chocolate. Don't like chocolate. Not a fan of chocolate. Not a fan of candy. Certainly not a fan of chocolate candy. So I'm a big fan of Twix. Okay, now I can do Twix. I can get on the Twix train with you for sure. Candy, Bryce. Yeah, okay. yeah, I can, I can get on Twix. I can get on the Twix train with you. I'll, that's the Twix and Twix and Kit Kats are my my two favorites. Yeah, Kit Kats are okay, but Twix are about the only chocolate candy that I can eat. Everything else is I like. I don't like. Uh, I don't like Three Musketeers or Snickers or anything like that. I don't know. It just tastes cheap. It just tastes manufactured. I don't know. I can't do so- it. Before we get into the actual sports and, and just continuing with our one year anniversary, we were talking before we started recording just what we did um, our our first podcast. We definitely didn't have sponsors. There's no doubt. <laughs> no, absolutely not. We had no sponsors. We had we had no sponsors, and you know, I, don't uh, even I think, I think we, had, we maybe had one listener. Yeah, and I don't even think we had um, anybody that paid attention. Um, absolutely not. I think we've maybe had five people just to have fun and it's it's definitely grown and and developed into what it is today and and obviously you know some of you have shook your neighbors um which has been awesome but it's it's insane man i'm i'm still pumped about this like we've made it a year yeah yeah we've made it a year we we started this podcast because we saw a need in the West Georgia area for a, you know, a daily sports talk podcast where, I mean, you know, we, we talk professional sports, but uh, the main goal and the main purpose of this podcast is, is high school sports. It's, uh, it's the nine high schools that we cover out here. And 
every single sport that they play, we want to highlight these athletes in. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's that's where we started, and, and here we sit today. I think we're doing a uh, a decent job at it. People actually listen for some reason. I'm not sure why, uh, <laughs> but but they do. They do listen, which is pretty which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, thank you, thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to everybody who supported us for the past year. Um, here's to looking to a to another year in 2023 of uh, bigger and better things. We have some. We have some cool ideas coming down the pipe, and um, you know, no matter no matter how big or popular we get, we will we, will, we won't change because you know we're I, I I refuse to change the way this podcast is done. Um, this is sort of our baby, and the format we do it in will be the format that we do it forever, in my opinion. Um, yeah, focusing on on Georgia and Atlanta sports a little bit, and mainly focusing on uh, high school sports and me, and that's me getting on here and talking about whatever I want to Billy getting on here and saying whatever he wants to, uh, regardless of what anybody else thinks. So that's sort of the, uh, that that's the free reign that we have Billy. And, and the glorious thing about this podcast is we can sort of get on here and say whatever we want to, whenever we want to about whatever we want to. Unfortunately, we have to talk about the Hawks. Oh, do we have to, man? They fell one twenty nine to one fourteen last night, dude. That was an infuriating game to watch. Uh, JC played well. JC played well. 26 points, 10 rebounds. Trey played well. 22 points, 10, 10 assists. Um, Trey did go out in the fourth quarter with a right calf contusion or left calf contusion, excuse me. Uh, so we'll see what his availability is going to be coming up. I mean, it's it. it I, I don't know, man. This team, this team's frustrating. Uh, Bogey played okay in the starting role, 18 points. Really missing Clint in the paint. Uh, Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton absolutely torched us last night from deep. Uh, they combined for 51 points and went nine for 15 from three, and it's it's infuriating to watch them put up points like that because I know this Hawks team is a better defensive team than they showed last night. I mean, there's no reason they should give up 130 points to the Indiana, uh, Indiana Pacers. Uh, I mean, the Pacers are sort of like the Hawks. The Pacers are one game over 500 right now and sort of trying to find their identity. But there's there's just no there's no reason they should have beat us that bad, and honestly, Billy, it boils down to one thing, and that's the bench scoring. And we have said this. I feel like Billy, we talk. I mean, every morning, it's almost every morning, isn't it? The bench scoring. Yeah, and it we, goes it goes back to last season too, because last season you're right, you're right, terrible. Um, and this season it's just as bad. But the the thing that's that bothers me. Bryce, for a while there, our, our perimeter defense was had gotten a lot better, and that didn't happen last night. When you when you let Body Heald and, and Tyrese Halliburton go nine for fifteen combined from three, that's that's not good. No, um, no, absolutely not. So and while our bench scoring killed us again, which it did, uh, our perimeter defense was not good, and that needs to get sewed up quickly. And, and I'll be honest with you, Billy. I didn't know this until I checked the stats this morning. The Pacers only made one more three than we did. Folks, when I was watching that game last night, the situational threes that they hit, I honestly thought they hit five or six more threes than we did. They only hit one more. It's 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 weird how the big situational threes change the mo so much that it feels like one three is worth six points instead of three. Um, yeah. it, it, it's, it's very odd. But the bench scoring, they got outscored 54 to 28 with our second unit. Uh, I think Bogey, I, I like I like Bogey as a starter. I think he's a good starter, but I think he's an even 
better bench piece. Um, so I'd like to see him move back to the bench. Uh, well, I mean, we got to get we got to get Clint healthy. We got to get him healthy. Um, they outscored us in the paint by almost 20, I think, last night. So that was a Clint being out was a big part. Trey going out in the fourth quarter was a big part. The perimeter defense in the fourth quarter uh, wasn't terribly fantastic. And, and once again, I mean, the Hawks had the lead. Go or the the Hawks played well uh, coming out of the coming out of halftime, which was a big thorn in our side early on in the season. Uh, they they played well coming out of halftime, gave me a little bit of hope, and then you know the Pacers just. Two or three, four points here and there in the fourth quarter. Got it done. Let's be uh, real. John, Scoring 114 points, you should come out with a dub. Thousand percent. I mean, that's thousand percent. Yeah. Hundred four. Can't argue that. To be winning. Absolutely. Yeah. You're yeah. Ab- you're yeah. absolutely right. Um, John Collins last night, he tallied his 56th career outing of 20 points and 10 rebounds, the most such game by any member of the 2017 draft class. Wow. Yeah. Very promising. Very, very promising. Um, yeah, the trade rumors are still strong. Yeah. And, I, dude, John Collins is an enigma. I, I really, I like John as a player. And I think he is a very complimentary piece to what we're trying to put together. But I, I don't know. He's just so hot or cold, you know? He's just not very consistent. So I would love to see John stay here and, and end his career here. I'm a huge John Collins fan. I have. I have John Collins merch. I, you know, I, I like John Collins. Yeah. You know, so so we'll see what happens with him. Trey Young recorded his 17th points and assist double double of the season, the second most such double doubles in the NBA. It's his 13th outing of 20 plus points and 10 plus assists, which is tied for the most such games in the NBA this season. So, despite what the big time media heads will tell you. Trey Young is still really good at basketball, and some nights he carries this Hawks team to victory. Absolutely, and it's Trey is having a a worse year than he did last year, um, in optically. Now, I'm saying that without looking at his stats, Bryce, um, but optically he's having a worse year. You know what I mean? I I would a thousand percent agree with you Um, without even having to look at the stats. I I know he's, I know his numbers are down from, from last year. The bad Uh, thing is we could probably check his stats and his stats are probably kind of on par with last year. I'm like that. That's what's so weird about the NBA. I'm sure it's on par with what it was going on last year, but I just optically looking at it. I know his three point shooting is down um, for sure. because he can't hit a three to save his life right now, it seems like. Um, he, yeah, his, his points are down. His assists are up a little bit. Turnovers are down, which is nice to see. Um, but his three-point shooting, um, that that's the big thing. He's taking almost one three less per game, making one less three per game. And right now he's shooting 31, 31% from beyond the arc, which is his worst shooting percentage from beyond the arc in his entire career. Last year he was at 38%. This year, he's at 31%. His worst shooting percentage from beyond the arc was his uh, freshman campaign where he shot 32% from beyond the arc. So uh, the points are there, but the shooting percentage from three-point, I think, is the most troubling thing. Yeah. It's, and it's it, I mean, If you look at it, last year, he averaged 28.4 points per game and 9.7 assists per game, and he led the league in both of those. 
Uh, this year, his his uh, his points per game are down by 1.1 points at 27.3, but his assists are up at 9.9. He's almost averaging 10 assists per game, so he he has a legit shot at averaging a double double this year and and possibly leading the league again in points and assists if he doesn't get hurt for an extended period of time. Well, the Hawks are back in play tonight against the streaking Nets. Um, so good luck there. But they are yeah, back. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that game when we get there. Billy, it's midseason for the NHL. What you Is got this? for us, man? Yeah, really? we're, 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 we're 43% of the way through the NHL season, I believe. So, all right. So looking at the standings, um, Boston's running away with this, guys. Um, through and this is through or not through last night, but up until last night. Well, Billy, let me preface this or not preface this, but let me follow that up with: Are you an Atlanta sports fan? Of course. All right, so am I. So we just hate Boston automatically, right? Yes. Bingo. All right, on board. Let's go. Boston has lost a total of six games this year. Ooh, jeez. Out of. 33 games that's um <laughs> that's that's really good it's pretty good that's so you're really telling good. me so you tell me boston is good i see my team is not good uh yeah cbj is 10 21 and 2 right now let's go or 22 points 21 uh, wins i like it 21 losses right, right 21 21, wins. 21 losses. yeah yeah we're in last yes we are in last uh, but chicago just to help you out, um, is 8, 20, and 4 with a total of 20 points. So we're hey, let's go. behind you. So, yeah. Let's go. We both suck. Woo. All right. So That's let's fantastic. look at the division leaders uh, in the Metro. Carolina leads at 50 points with New Jersey behind them at 46. Pitt at 43 and, and the Rangers at 43 as well as and Washington's at 42. In the Atlantic, Boston, like I said, leads 56. They're running away with it. Uh, the closest behind them are the uh, is Toronto at 48 points, and Tampa Bay is at 41 points. So Tampa Bay oh. has turned it on it, since uh, the early season. I know, a, I know a guy who's a big fan of the Tampa Bay Thundercats. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, his name's Carter. Um, Central in the Central Division, Dallas leads with 46 points winnipeg at 43 colorado at 40 and minnesota at 40 in the pacific vegas is at 49 points uh the kings the kings of all teams are at 44 at second seattle um the kraken are at 40 and calgary is at 39 um looking at points the points leader right now is Connor mcdavid oh surprise surprise 40, what did you say, 43% through the season? Yeah, about 43%. He's got 66 points already. <laughs> Jeez, so he's going to he's gonna probably end somewhere north of 120. Uh, Easy, yeah. Golly. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl is at 56. Jason Robertson from Dallas is at 50. Uh, Tage Thompson is at 50. And Nikita Kucherov of the Lightning are at 49. So the top two point scores right now are both for Edmonton, right? Leon, Leon Drazatini. Leon Drazatini. That was close. Uh, and, and Connor McEasy. That's yep. pretty cool. Wow. Yep. So I, I would anticipate Boston being one of those teams coming out of the East. And uh, as far as the West, the West is going to be interesting to see because it's going to be a fight. 
Yeah, and one of the things that I notice here, Boston has a plus 55 differential, goal differential, and the only team that is even close to them are the uh, Toronto Syrup Suckers uh, at a plus 30. So they are 25 goals behind Boston on the plus minus. That's absurd. That's absolutely absurd. I think I think the craziest thing, so Boston has scored 132 goals. That's, that's really good, but there's some teams that are close to them. I mean, uh, the Buffalo Sabres, 127. Dallas Stars, 128. There's some teams, 124, 125. There's teams that are close to them in goals for, but goals against 77. The closest next team are the Toronto Maple Suckers at 86. I mean, their average, they have 10 less goals than our nine less goals than the Toronto Maple Suckers. That's crazy. It's it's insane. So Boston's, I think Boston will be a pretty strong contender coming out of the uh, the East. Carolina won again against uh, Chicago last night, so they're up to fifty two points. Like I said, most of this was um, going into last night, but I did know that Carolina won against Chicago because that was a three nothing beat down that Chicago. Yeah, they're on a Carolina's on a nine game win streak right now. Uh yeah. Was it nine or eight? Nine. They they've ran it they ran it up to nine last night. Yeah. In the last fifteen yeah. last fifteen days are at seven a seven and zero with that's crazy. That's pretty 17. good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh Billy, as we all know, the Braves lost Dansby Swanson uh yeah. last week. Yeah, we did. Or two weeks ago, whenever it was. I don't know. I've erased it from my memory. Can I interest you in possibly another free agent that he was signed with the team yeah but he is having some trouble passing their physical some concerns about his knee can i interest you in mr correa who signed with the mets but right now is going through some medical stuff and i haven't heard really any update in the last i don't know 18 16 hours somewhere around there uh, the last thing I heard was that he was going through contract negotiations with the Mets after the physical. So I, I think something is, is going on with his knees. Um, Carlos Correa said he's not willing to restructure the contract for the Mets. So if there if there is a world where they cannot get a deal done, the Mets can't get a deal done with Carlos Correa and he goes back on the free agent market, would you have any interest in the Braves possibly picking him up as a free agent shortstop? In a perfect world, sure. Uh, okay. Here's the thing. A, he was a part of that Astros team. He was, unfortunately. Yes, he was. So you've got to take that into account, which I yes. think I think a lot. I think Alex has taken into account. So that's something that you got to consider. B, if he does come and he still uh, still has injury issues, we do have a pretty good um, safety net in Grissom that could fix it. You know, if we're going to go with Grissom as a starter right now, like that's that's the plan, right? I Graham, believe. I think so. Yeah. So if we're going to go with him as a starter, that's obviously a safety net for if we did get Correa. So that's that's something that I think not many teams would go with um, that they have a, a safety net like what we do so that's something to consider too so I'm, I wouldn't be a big he's 
he would be an instant upgrade over Grissom, but do do you really think AA takes into consideration that he was part of the Houston Absolutely. trash banging thing? Absolutely, I do. Really? Why? I think Double A takes into account uh, how it'll affect the clubhouse. I really do. Well, I mean, he signed he signed old Cuzzy, the pitcher that was part of the Houston trash banging thing. Who? I mean, that. Oh yeah, Charlie Morton, Morton was on that team. He was on the he was on the trash can banging team. Morton was a brave. That's that's different. Um, what do you mean? It's just different. How's it different? He was he was on the team when they did um, it. He is different. Um, How's it different? <laughs> he was on the team when it happened. It's the he same was, thing. He wasn't actively doing it. How do you know? He might have been. He, he wasn't pitching four Carlos, days a week. He might have been the one out there giving Carlos, the signs. Carlos Correa was one of those people that was enjoying the trash banging and hitting home runs because of it. I, maybe Morton was too. Maybe he came in as a pinch hitter a couple times. In, Slanged a couple in the in no, the uh, yes, in, <laughs> stop it. You're just you're just trying to get a rise. Of course I am. Uh, but no, I, I I don't think it happens honestly. But it you know it's something to consider. I'd be shocked honestly if yeah. Carlos Correa wasn't a brave. I'll put it that way. Uh, because look look at his stats right here. I mean, this just fits in right with what Alex Anthopoulos wants to build in our team. Strikeouts 121. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Last year, uh, two years ago, 116 strikeouts. And uh, the past, let's see, he hasn't played a full 162 game. Or let's just say over 150. He's only played over 150 games once in 2016, his sophomore campaign. And he's only hit over 300 once as well. Now, Carlos Correa is a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong, but he's getting paid. I think he's like getting paid like thirty-five million a year from the Mets or something absurd like that. Um, so you know, it'd be cool if we could pick him up. I think uh, I think Alex Anthopoulos is going to see those one hundred and twenty-one strikeouts he had last year and get really excited and want to add him to our squad. Um, but I mean, if you're not going to give Dansby Swanson one hundred and seventy-seven million dollars over seven years then I doubt we're going to give Carlos Correa $30 million for one year. Maybe we sent him to a one-year contract. I, you know, we did it with um, Josh. Josh was like a one- or two-year contract, right? Donaldson? So Something like that? I, yeah, I think so. But speaking yeah. of what Alex actually does. Yeah, what else did he do? Alex signed uh, catcher Sean Murphy to a six-year, $73 million deal. Oh, fantastic. Oh, man, seven years. I get to watch this guy play just fantastic defense behind the plate. Can't wait. Amazing. I swear, one of these days, you're actually going to have, like, a non-pessimistic view on this on this guy. Absolutely not. This is this is one. This is a terrible <laughs> trade. Horrible trade. Um I, I don't I don't move. You're well, who who is the who is the seventy five year old right fielder the Braves signed like ten years ago? And I said this is a terrible move. It's, it's awful. I don't remember who it was. There's a bunch of hype around it. I'm like I don't get it. Look at his stats. He's terrible. Um. So yeah, instead of possibly getting that seventy three million dollars and tacking it on to the hundred million dollars we gave Dansby to give him one hundred seventy three million dollars for seven years, we decided to give seventy three million dollars to a guy. Who's going to strike out probably 150 times this year? And it's going to, play, but he's going to play great defense behind the plate. Can't wait to see him strike out 150 times and hit like 230. It's, it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm glad we sewed up the nine hole. Right. Horrible trade. Really, it's the it's the only I, I will say it's the only bad trade 
it, it's not even a bad trade. It's just a we just oh, we probably overpaid for him a little bit too much. It's really the only I'm poor not move. I'm that aspect at all, Bryce. I really not because that you and I discussed this when it actually happened. I'm like, you know, there has to be something other than Sean Murphy. There has to be that we're giving yeah. way too much for for this catcher. However, this this player I I really feel is is. There was comparisons among the uh, the baseball insiders that Sean Murphy was was basically what um, Real Muto was a couple years before he got his big free agents signing. Yeah, yeah, that that I mean that that might be true. That'd be awesome if it was. I'm a big fan of of JT Real Muto. So I, I mean, do. he's so, young. I mean, he's if we can if we can. It's what he's 28, 29. 27. He's well, maybe he's 28. 28. Yeah, he's 28. So if we can if we can sew him up through his 30 year 34, I I'm okay. You know, let's and let's let's see what he can do. Let's see what he can hit. Um get, you know, sometimes I mean, you've seen it happen several times, that, you know, what what players have hit. There's been several players that you and I have looked at their stats prior to them coming to Atlanta and we're like, why did we do this? Why? Like, who was it? It was, um, Oh God. Who's the, the guy that hit the monster home run in, in the world series that my mind just went blank. Solaire. Solaire. Solaire was when, when that trade happened, you and I were texting back and forth that it was, uh, he was hitting less than 200. Well, and to be fair, when those trades happened that season, you and I, I, I know I was, and I think you were, I think we were both in sell mode, right? Yes. Yeah. I, you know, but we didn't, we didn't believe that the Braves had any chance of making the playoffs, much less winning a world series. So we were both in sell mode. Um, and, and those, and those three trades just, just hit. And I mean, you know, I, 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 I don't like the move for Sean Murphy because I think we gave away too much. Now he's going to be a he's going to be a fine piece. He, you know, I, I joke about it. He's going to be a good defensive catcher, and he's going to sure up that position. And you know what he does it at, at better too. Well, what he does at the plate, just close your eyes and wait for the next you know batter to hit. Um, <laughs> but it it just it just infuriates me that this is AA's mo is to bring in guys. And I said this I said this yesterday. I think God, what's today Wednesday? Yep, I said it yesterday. AA's MO is once you get into the clubhouse, if you do not sign a long-term team-friendly deal, then you're out the door. And and he's not going to go out and he's not going to sign big free agents. He's not going to re-sign our free agents that don't agree to a long-term uh, a, a cheap team-friendly deal. I mean, we're paying we're paying Sean Murphy 6 years, 73 million. What is that? A, a, a little over a little over like 12 million a year somewhere around there. I can't do math, it's too early. Yeah, somewhere around um, there. Yeah, so you know, it's it's the way AA operates, and it's the way any business that's worried about their bottom line would want their CEO to operate. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see. It just I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way that we're giving seventy three million dollars to a defensive catcher who hasn't played a, a single pitch for the Braves, but yet we can't open up the pocketbook to give Dansby Swanson, a guy that helped the Braves won a World Series, a little bit more money to keep them from going to Chicago. He, I mean, it was a 70 million, 77 million difference. He had 250 last year 
in 148 games, Bryce. Now, as a catcher, playing in 148 games, that's, that's a lot. And he hit 250, and he hit 18 home runs. You know what? Look at that stat right to the left of the batting average. I'm not looking at... I'm, oh, you're not I'm, on baseball I'm, reference. No. 100, 124 strikeouts. That's that's what I'm most concerned about. 124 strikeouts. Um, 148, that is a ton. That is a ton. I don't, I don't want him playing that much this year. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what he does. He's he back with his... Uh, league primary catchers and hits, doubles, RBIs, and total bases. And right second and home runs. And run support. And strikeouts. <laughs> All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Uh, nothing. Nope, nothing left. Nope, I had the Hawks last night. We'll have a bunch tomorrow on the Marine South scoreboard. Ton of basketball games coming up this week with a bunch of holiday classic tournaments. Uh, on the Stumpy Games events calendar, as as Bryce uh, mentioned, uh, girls basketball centrals at Mill Creek at the Jackson County uh, Christmas Tournament at Heard County. Uh, Heard County is at Pike County at the Heard County Classic. Temples at Rock Mart at the Hilburton Patterson Christmas Tournament. Carrollton's at Cedar Shoals, and Harrelson County is at Piedmont at the Hilburn Patterson Christmas Tournament. In boys basketball, Bowden will play will play someone, we're not sure who, at Hilburton tonight. Hurd uh, County is at Northgate at the Hurd County Classic. Central will play New Faith Christian Academy at the Big Blue Classic Tournament at Model. Excuse me, at Modal. Uh, I have to if I said model, Bryce doesn't know where that is. That's uh, Modale. <laughs> Bowden, Bowden plays Harrelson County tonight, the boys, by the way. Yeah. Harrelson County is at Bowden uh, at the Hilburn Patterson Classic. Temple's at Rock Mart. At the, and then Carrollton will face South Gwinnett. Uh, and girls wrestling, or excuse me, in wrestling, Villarica girls will be at the ALX Invitational at Alexander. And that's your... Billy, you ready for another cup of coffee? Yeah. Let's go. All right. Let's do it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Luka Doncic goes for 60-21-10 and 10 last night in a triple-double to rally the Mavs to an overtime win. 60-21-10. That's just stupid. Yep. Yep. Every time I watch him play, it pisses me off more and more. Because he was a hawk. He was drafted by He was a hawk. He was indeed. He was a hawk for about five minutes, and then and then we traded him. I, I love Trey. I'm going to support Trey until he leaves Atlanta or Atlanta trades him away or whatever. But uh, sure would like to have Luca. Sure would like to have Luca. Uh, JJ Watt announced that this will be his last season in the NFL. Mind no. Blown. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he brought his little son, his newborn son, to the game this weekend and said that was his uh his newborn son first ever nfl game and that will be jj watts last ever home nfl game so he has he has at least two more or two more games left in his nfl career and then and jj watts uh hanging it up man uh one of the man when he was with houston back in his heyday dude he was an absolute monster i mean just just insane for anybody out there who's, who might be a young head that didn't get to watch J.J. Watt in his prime, just go look up his highlights. Dude is unreal. Dude is absolutely unreal. Do you remember when he was drafted? He was drafted 11th overall. Do you remember that Houston fans booed his name? They did. They did indeed. Wait, where was J.J. Watt from? Wisconsin, right? Wisconsin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember them booing him, and I was, I was like, you guys are getting a really good player up in he's from Wisconsin. Yeah. He's, he's really good. He's really good. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, he was, he was, but yeah, that's, that's something he's, he has, he's all of famer. Oh, hands down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of another Hall of Famer, Ed Reed, he is now the head coach of Bethune-Cookman. Uh, he's taking over, I guess, kind of following in Coach Prime's footsteps and uh, going to become a head coach. I love this, man. I, I, let's let I am, old coaches or old players, Hall of Fame players like this, come in and, and do this. I love this. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. They have they have so much ins- insider information and, and know how – uh, stuff works, and I think this is fantastic. The more the more ex players, especially Hall of Famers, that we can get coaching young men, I think is is an absolute win for the entire community of football. I love that. Uh, Nathan Avaldi's deal with the Rangers is two years, thirty four million dollars. Would have loved to have seen him in Braves. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, did did we ever have Nathan Avaldi? Has he ever been a Brave? I don't think so. I feel like we had him. No, no, we never have. Golly, I didn't realize how old he was or how long he's played in the uh, MLB. I guess not how old he is. Um, yeah, that would, that would have been nice to get him last year. He was an all-star, finished fourth in the Cy Young, uh, 15th in MVP, uh, led the league in, in walks per per nine innings. So, yeah, it would have been 11-9 last year with the ball or 11-9 last year uh, with Boston. So, that would have been nice to get him, but that's that's a lot of money and I don't know. I'm not really worried about our starting rotation this year. So as long as they can stay healthy, we'll be all right. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and on this day on 1958, the greatest game ever played, Baltimore Colts win the 26th NFL championship against the New York Giants, 23-17 to at Yankee Stadium in the first ever sudden death overtime game in NFL history. 17 future members of the Hall of Fame were involved in this game. I didn't do my research on this as far as trying to figure out, like, I don't know much about this game at all. You know what I mean? Like the, great, well, the, Colts, the Colts won 23-17. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> and it was the first ever sudden death overtime game in uh, history. So yeah. there you go. That's all you need to know. Yeah. You got anything else to add today, man? No, man. Well, let's get out of here on a, on a hump day. Let's get out of here. I'm thrown off because we took Monday off. Today is hump day. Today is not Taco Tuesday. It is, in fact, hump day. Everybody get out and support these local basketball teams. There's a ton of great basketball going on. I will probably be going out to Harrelson County. I am going to try to get out there to watch uh, the Temple Rock Mart game. I believe that kicks off at three. Uh, Then I might stay for a couple more games after that. But get out and support your local high school teams in the basketball classic tournaments there's tournaments going around everywhere right now uh but we will see y'all tomorrow same time same place shake your neighbors just shake them shake your neighbors <laughs>